You're listening to the Quince podcast. Over the past few days we've been reading a lot of reports of a rare but fatal fungal infection that is being detected amongst covid survivors and recovering covid patients. Mucormycosis or the black fungal infection is said to spread rapidly through the sinuses and lungs leading to a loss of eyesight and in certain instances even affecting brain functions. Gangaram Hospital in Delhi reported at least 6 cases of the black fungal infection on 6th May. Two days later, on 8th May, Maharashtra reported that 200 such patients were being treated in the state, amongst whom at least eight have lost their lives. In Gujarat, which has at least 100 reported cases of mucormycosis as of now, the state government has announced separate wards in COVID hospitals to treat such patients. While the sudden upsurge in cases of the infection is raising alarms, doctors say that it's not a new infection at all, although it's not a very commonly occurring one. Black fungal infections have been detected amongst immunodeficient patients mostly but what seems to be triggering this infection amongst certain covid survivors now is the indiscriminate or perhaps untimely use of steroids that are being used to treat coronavirus but how exactly are steroids inducing this infection which covid patients are vulnerable and what symptoms do we need to watch out for in recovering covid patients we take all our questions to dr aparna mahajan ent consultant at fortis hospital You're tuned into the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Shorbri. So let's start with what mucormycosis is exactly. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, says that this infection is caused by a group of moles called mucormycetes, which survives through the environment, especially in soil and in decaying organic matter such as. rotten vegetables leaves or rotten wood etc although most people come in frequent contact with the fungal spores in the environment dr aparna mahajan says that it requires specific conditions to thrive in the human body and trigger an infection uh, so all this all around us especially in a humid environment or uh, having uh, dirt around in that environment it is equally present so we normally inhale but it does not get the right medium to launch once it gets the right environment and the right medium to uh, lodge inside our body that is when it starts growing inside our body so who all can get infected by this fungus what conditions are conducive for this fungus to grow inside human bodies usually those with a healthy immune system are not vulnerable to this infection but diabetic patients or immunocompromised people with aids or cancer or burn patients or even implant patients are at risk Yeah, high glucose level. So in diabetics, when the glucose, so mucus likes glucose. So uh, whenever there is high glucose in the tissue, then uh, it finds that environment very conducive for its growth. Another uh, reason is uh, people with decreased immunity. So all those immunocompromised people who are on immunosuppressant therapy, say transplant uh, recipients, or so they have low neutrophils. So whenever the neutrophils in the body are low. then there is no one to oppose the mucus from growing so that is what a low neutrophilic environment uh, would uh, harbor mucus growth again uh, if you must have noticed that in uh, covid 19 hmm. you know people are getting serum ferritin done hmm. especially when i6 is raised in that case 
when the keratin when the iron stores in the cells normally the cells are not containing any free iron hmm. you know but then when the iron uh, in the body it increases beyond the limit hmm. then local light needs iron for its growth so whenever iron is more whenever keratin is raised hmm. these people are more susceptible to uh, get a mucor infection you know Now this infection is known to spread rapidly when undetected and has a mortality rate somewhere between 50 to 70%. But Dr. Mahajan talks about how exactly it spreads to the body, when exactly can this infection turn fatal and what can be done to arrest it. Yes, it is very fatal. So if uh, the so most common place where the mucor grows is the nose mm-hmm. and the sinuses mm-hmm. and this is where uh, from this part it travels to all other parts of the body say brain eye uh, lungs or the uh, gi tract the stomach mm-hmm. so uh, once it is in the nose and sinus if it is not arrested there itself mm-hmm. then it can prove to be fatal because one can lose his vision or his eyes and one can have it spread to the brain in a in parts which are not accessible to the surgeon mm-hmm. so these parts which are not accessible to the surgeon is very uh, difficult uh to remove the mucor in toto and so the therapy which is there uh, or the anti fungal therapy does not uh, work so unless and until you can take the fungus out of the body hmm. uh no uh, medicine is going to control the fungus so you need to you need to take out all the fungus which is quite possible in the sinuses and the nose right when it is there and limited to that part hmm. and that can give a good uh, clearance of the disease and good outcome but on the contrary if it's an extensive disease then it's very difficult to uh, provide a complete clearance and hence the patient can have a fatal outcome but the question is why are we seeing a spike in these fungal infections in the second wave what is the link between covid and black fungal infections dr mahajan explains that what happens with covid infections and the steroid treatment that is being provided is that while it decreases the immune responses of patients it also ends up elevating glucose levels even in non diabetic patients making them vulnerable to mucormycosis another thing is that covid in particular it decreases our, our immunity also hmm. so and uh, they are being given steroids right. so when covid yeah covid the reaction of body because of covid and the steroids all in conjunction hmm. can lead to uh, production of uh, more of glucose hmm. in the body hmm. because covid per se can also harm our uh, cells in the pancreas and create a de novo diabetes so so many patients have not had diabetes before but due to covid and the steroids they develop diabetes during that period or they develop high blood sugar levels during that period so these are the people who are more susceptible to the infection uh, with mucor but it's not something new that has come up only now in the second wave there were known cases in the first wave as well surely we're reading more reports on these cases now but that's because the case load has increased significantly in the search yeah so in the first wave also i had uh, reported a few cases back in september last year okay so it was happening in the first wave but it was since the numbers were not as many as they are there in the second wave hmm. that's why we were seeing lesser cases hmm. but yes we did have four to five cases in the last wave also hmm. and uh, they were purely because of uh, the covid uh, per se so we had increased uh, number but now since the number of cases of covid have increased that's why we have more number of cases of mucor coagulation i see so is it steroids then that are triggering this infection in covid patients 
while data is being collected and studies are being conducted to get a clearer picture, it wouldn't be fair to conclude that steroids are causing it. As we know, steroids have come really handy in reducing inflammation in COVID-positive patients, but they can also reduce immunity. But what Dr. Mahajan says is that it is the injudicious or untimely use of steroids that can endanger patients to this fungal infection. Uh, see, uh, steroid is one of the uh, drugs mm. which uh, decreases certain sequelae of COVID. Mm. So I would not uh, say that it is wrong to give uh, steroids because steroids actually save the life of the patient. Mm. You know, mm. especially when he is having a severe immune response. Mm. So, but if they are given early during the course of the disease, or if they are given in more than required dose, or if they are given in more than required length of the time. Hmm. And not in uh, not in uh, consideration of the general profile of the patient, say the blood sugar levels, hmm. say the normal uh, factors that like whether the patient is a chronic kidney disease patient or a transplant recipient or the patient has high ferritin, you know, and factors like that. Hmm. So in those cases, one has to have a high suspicion. Hmm. And in those cases, one should very judiciously use the steroids. However, not all steroids can lead to this infection either. It's only certain systemic steroids like dexamethasone and methylprednisolone which are being used to treat patients with respiratory failure can potentially trigger this infection. You can also read our detailed FAQ on this on QuintFit. But before you panic, Dr. Mahajan explains the kind of symptoms that we need to watch out for among COVID-recovered or recovering patients. She also adds a word of caution for COVID patients. Or nasal nose uh, dryness, dryness in the nose, or blockage in the nose, hmm. or discoloration of the skin of the nose or cheek, or swelling in the cheek, swelling in the eye, or some symptoms in the eye like excessive watering of the eye or uh, dyslopia, that is double vision. You know, so uh, they are the most common. So if uh, someone is ex- uh, experiencing what is most common is excessive crusting. Hmm. If someone is experiencing excessive crusting in the nose, then he must go and get himself. Uh, and the single most sensitive investigation to diagnose mucor is nasal endoscopy. So, endoscopy of the nose is done by an EMT surgeon, hmm. and uh, people should have a low, low threshold for EMT consideration, or uh, they should immediately, if they experience any of such symptoms and have specially recovered from COVID, hmm. then they should uh, visit their EMT specialist hmm. to get themselves uh, examined and evaluated and to rule out mucor. I see. So, in any word of Caution for COVID patients from you? Yeah, so uh, COVID patients who have recovered from COVID in particular, they should uh, observe themselves for such symptoms or their family members for such symptoms like nasal crusting, swelling of the cheek, or blockage in the nose, or any congestion in the nose, mm. uh, or any discoloration of the skin of the cheek or nose, or any eye swelling, watering of eyes. When any of these symptoms are there, then they should immediately contact an EMT surgeon. And in fact, there are reports now, and since more and more cases of mucor are coming in, mm. people are also, rhinological societies are also uh, advising routine nasal endoscopies for patients, high-risk groups who have recovered from COVID. So routine maybe in 10 to 15 days, uh, regular follow-ups in EMT OPDs and uh, nasal endoscopies are uh, should be conducted for such patients so that we can detect the editor for this podcast is Shelly Walia and it's been produced by me, your host, Shorbri. If you like listening to The Big Story, please log on to the Quinn's website and check out the podcast section for more.